Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply <sighs> Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello, and on this week's pod, we talk pre-team of the season market as that community team of the season so far is on its way. Who will be good and what will good value look like? We also debate whether we should get rid of team of the year and whether you should turn off time finishing completely. How big of a difference does a high caliber team make plus subs and end of game tactical switches and the best budget icons. I'm your host Ben and you're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to week 31 of the Foot Weekly podcast and it is that most wonderful time of the year, team of the season or as they're calling it now, team of the season so far and this brings with it two guests, potentially a third, we'll see how that pans out later in the pod but the first guest is a regular around these parts, the FIFA analyst aka Alex, hello hello. Hello there Ben, thank you very much for having me on, always appreciated. That's great. And we have a debutant on the pods. Not often we get animals, but we do have a duck this week. I'm a duck quack. How are we? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. And duck, you are a, well, I would say a trading expert, right? That would be, that would be fair. That's probably the best way to sum it up. Yeah. And um, we're going to have a chat about the league SPC method, which I know you, you specialize in, in a foot information podcast, which we're going to record after this. But this week is the team of season community. And we've had voting, it's closed, we're going to see this team later this week. Now, we don't know the actual team itself, but it tends to be the most popular players that get into this team. What are our thoughts looking at this team of the season community prediction that uh, Aaron, who predicts for Foothead, has, has come up with? Is, it is pretty likely to be pretty accurate. What are your thoughts on who we might see? Where do we think 
are going to be the players that people might want to look to get into their teams. And I guess where is this going to be priced to start with? It is the first team of the season squad, Duck. Do you tend to see these being quite inflated when they first come out because of that? And the problem with the community squad is a lot of the cards just tend to be classed as fodder. So basically not worth much more than their rating. Mm. And it's the same kind of golds that are basically very low from the start of the season that aren't getting the informs across the year. Yeah. With the exception of obviously the big Premier League ones, especially like the wingers and stuff. And in terms of the players... Alex, that you're looking at in this team, who stands out to you as being a player that you'd be recommending people look to pick up? I mean, for you know the, the general people's teams and what they can probably afford, there's going to be a few mm. in there that definitely you want to look at for, from attacking side of things. I think that Zahar, possibly the Felipe Anderson, which I don't understand how he's kind of actually made it into the whole debate, mm. seeing as that I think, he, I think he scored four goals and got one assist or one goal, four assists or something. In 20-odd yeah. games, so it's yeah. quite surprising seeing him actually there. I know it's not always based on how they're doing, but yeah, I think he might be a decent card. Uh, Zahar, obviously, pe- people would absolutely love that card as well if he does get one. I'm kind of thinking the Joe Gomez. I mean, he, I imagine 100% he's going to make it in. He'd be an absolute insane card. Obviously, they had the SBC, which some people were going to do and then didn't and kind of regretted it. Um, and then I suppose made up from it because Liverpool got knocked out, but we won't go on to that one. Um, and I'm also kind of thinking if Fernandinho gets in, I'd actually quite like his card. If he gets a good enough of a, of a pace boost, as the, the player that he is defensively, he'll be pretty good. He's good on the ball. He can play it out from the back. I think he could be quite an interesting card to use. And then if PK gets enough of a pace boost again, I've used that screen PK for, I used him for ages. He was an absolute machine. So if he manages mm. to make it into it, I'd really, really look forward to that. And price-wise, that they're going to be you know, because it's the first team of season, so it has that bit of bit of hype around it. But then obviously everyone wants to use, you know, the next team of season um, and the Premier League and the, the La Liga and that sort of thing. So they're not normally as expensive as the others. So at least for your general, you know, your general general guy, they can get a few of them into their team, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that there's... Uh, the one thing about the community team of season is there tends to be a few players who are relatively cheap, but quite good. And that's not necessarily the case for the second team that comes out which tends to be the Premier League because it's an expensive team and it's a very desirable one of course because of the links you get out of it but actually I've noticed a few people discussing whether they should open their packs for that team of the season community when it comes out or wait until the Premier League. I mean with the community the big bonus is that you actually you probably have a realistic chance of pulling one with your save packs. That's a good point, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not going to get huge money. You're never going to pull, like, an Aguero or a Son or a Mane or someone like that that's going to make you rich with one player. But I, overall, you've probably got a better chance of packing something. And if EA drop any kind of content, like SBCs for players that are demandable, you're going to see the fodder rise, which would also give you another reason to open those packs use the coins that you do get from them to complete SBCs, play around on the market, build a team, whatever you want to do. So it, it does give you more freedom to open them early, mm. but it's nowhere nearly as exciting as it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point, actually. Obviously, you know, you, you get your, your packs out of the way. You're potentially, you know, giving yourself some coins to do something with. And um, let, let's talk then a bit about the way the market works around this. We saw, I mean, quite a significant dip, didn't we, over the weekend as people started to sell off players? Yeah, we saw a very, very weird dip. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw, quite a few traders were posting images and everything, but the market completely died at the exact same time on the exact same cards almost. And then the uprise was basically bang on one o'clock when every card just absolutely rocketed, <laughs> which it, 
it kind of defies logic. There's no way that everybody buying their teams had started a group call or group conversation said, okay, we're buying at one o'clock. It, it just seems like a very unnatural spike, which is something very strange and interesting, I guess. Yeah, it is strange because we don't normally see something that clear in a kind of sell-off and then a jump like that. I mean, it does kind of make sense in some way that maybe a lot of people were finishing their weekend league on Saturday morning if they'd really gone for it. But even then, it feels quite early, right, to for people to be selling off their teams, whether it was a sort of snowball effect because people started panicking. What do you think? It's There's usually got to be like a gradual increase in prices. So there's people would have finished their uh, weekend league as the day went on and then the prices slowly started to creep back up, which would make sense completely. Maybe the sell-off was too hard and people did want to buy back or buy into the investments, but it was mm. just a sheer drop into the ship massive increase all of a sudden that is just absolutely baffling let's take certain players let's say someone like i don't know alan sam maxim in he's a player who's been hyped up by a lot of people people really like him as a card but you know he's not a team of the season rating but in terms of the way he performs he's he's probably up there this week we've got a team of the season community he's someone who i'm assuming would potentially even rise as people start to buy back their teams maybe especially around uh, the first weekend league which you can get team of the season picks which will probably be this weekend um, as people want to be more competitive and then also the fact that uh, you know the community team of the season is not going to bring us a huge number of really kind of meta options although it will bring some very good players but they're not going to be like Sam Maxim in. What are we expecting with players like this to happen over the next week or two? Obviously, you know, you cannot predict the future. This is not necessarily what's going to happen, but just what are we expecting based on previous years? Well, I'm not a huge gameplay expert, but from what I know, like the five-star weak foot is one of the most important things that you can have on an attacker. And mm. even with the crazy boosts on team of the season, you're, you won't see many five-star five-star. And mm. we've seen that from the demand with the Mbappe foot birthday compared to Mbappe team of the year. The team of the year has perhaps got better stats, but all of the pros and top players seem to prefer the birthday card just because of the five-star, five-star. Mm. And with Premier League lacking, like right wingers especially, there's a very good chance that St. Maxim does quite well over the next week or so. Mm. And in terms of other players that are maybe not quite at that meta level, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but maybe, maybe someone like Foot Birthday Habits, who we've, we've mentioned quite a few times on the podcast being you know, a, a good value player, I guess. He, he might drop further though right because there's just going to be so many players with with similar quality i know he does have five star week for as well but maybe he doesn't quite have the the stats that sam maxim has or the kind of novelty of being a, a premier league right winger who's french yeah i completely agree with that the thing is you're going to get very very similar like for like substitutes with bundesliga team of the season as well so mm. even with a community if brandt was to make it in you'd have a very similar card in brandt and Havertz. where if anything brandt may top it just because I think he's got quite a bit more pace, if I remember. He does, yeah. And and yeah, you're right. In this team, we've got Brandt likely to get in. So that would make quite a difference. And then in terms of where the market looks to go, I mean, will we see people buying back when team of the season comes? Because there's still a dip in the market now, I'd say. It's, it's not quite as inflated as it once was. In theory, we should do. So we, mm. we've got to assume that people are saving packs at this point or a lot of people are liquid due to the price drops. So there's going to mm. have to be a lot of coins to be spent. But the worry with that is and waiting on that is like, when do they buy their teams back? And are EA going to release tradable content or uh, guaranteed SBCs that are going to force people to use those saved coins on content that is non-tradable? 
mm. which would also hinder the rise of certain players and stuff. But yeah, the market, it will bottom out eventually and then it will bounce back, as you mm. said, for the Premier League uh, weekend league. Well, let's talk about some of that uh, EA trying to get people to lock away coins or or remove their, their, I guess, cash stacks so that they can prevent people from having so many coins come team of the season. It's already begun with a, a good novelty uh, player pick, actually. Fabio and Rafael da Silva, the two Manchester United twins. As a United fan, this is uh, actually quite fun. They're pretty iconic for United fans, so uh, despite... I don't know, actually, they are quite decent cards, but I'd just be kind of interested to hear both your thoughts on them. Alex... Have you, have you looked into these two and, and what were your thoughts? It's about 140, 50k to complete, I think. I've kind of seen them. One of the things I was I was kind of thinking of with them is that obviously you've got the, is it the strong link to Neymar from Fabio, hmm. right? Yeah, you've got the strong link there, which made me go, ooh, maybe not a bad little pick then. But then you've also got right back Brazil. They lack a little bit. If, you know, if you've got a Brazil team, for example, they, they kind of lack in right back areas. So the Raphael kind of face value, maybe. To be fair, they're both very similar cards. There's not really too much in them. I mean, in terms of, for me, Neymar makes my team without a shadow of a doubt. So if you were going to do him, it would be a, have I got Neymar? Do I want that strong link for Neymar to then be set? And, you know, you might have David Luiz, for example, and that kind of gives you a bit of a bit of a link up there to make sure that you're getting them all on camera and not having any issues with it. I think it's an interesting little idea for me, eh? Doing something like that. They've not really dropped anything like this before. Mm. You know, being, being the brothers, which one are you going to pick sort of thing. So I think it's definitely something they've added in that's made people go, huh, that was that was quite funky. And at a time like this, that's kind of, we just need a little bit more content like this. Mm. It's just not the same repetitive stuff and something a little bit different that goes, ah, that's quite cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all right little crowds. Yeah, they're decent. I think the one, only thing to note on them is, you know, Fabio does have, I think, 77 stamina or something, which Raphael has 86. So that's much more usable. And with Raphael being a right back, as you said, I think there is a especially big lack of Brazilian right backs in the game. So maybe makes more sense. Also, is, is there an interesting comparison because the sort of stat profile of Raphael is actually he's basically technically better but not quite so agile and Fabio has better strength aggression and jumping I think because they had to try and bring his stamina up which caused his jumping and aggression to to hit 99 Fabio also is medium medium whereas Raphael has high attacking work rate on top of that so I think Raphael's probably the better player but as you said I think that strong link to Neymar is going to be quite popular um I'm assuming Duck you're not trying to lock away coins but uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, see the only problem i have with it is i love the concept i love the cards but the price that the SBC costs this close to team of the season is what would just put me off doing it this it kind of feels mm. like if this dropped around christmas then this would be a great value SBC offering some great options but at this stage yeah. in the game like you can pick up there's so many strong fullbacks at this point for around the same kind of cost from shapeshifters mm. or from foot birthday and stuff and that's what would just put me off these guys a little bit yeah no i totally get that i think at this point in the game when you know the cards we're going to be getting for team of the season are going to be pretty crazy uh, i'm not really sure how much uh can be said for for doing these to be honest but let's move on to one other point that i wanted to make around team of the season which is something that is maybe not as relevant as people initially thought is that this is labelled the team of the season so far, which is something we've obviously never seen before. I mean, what did you make of that, Duck, when you, when you first saw that? I mean, it is only a name after all, and it seems like this is just going to be the team of the season like any other, just named differently. 
I, I don't really get where the angle is with it or where they're coming from. Um, just call it team of the season. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the same thing as every year. It's going to be no different. Um, and it's just so long, isn't it? T-O-T-S-S-F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the card design looks cool, though. Yeah, the card design looks amazing. I mean, in terms of the naming thing, I mean, I'm assuming, as with all these things, it's to do with kind of licensing, legal... I doubt big leagues would have been happy with them calling it the team of the season when there's huge controversy around whether the season's going to finish or not. It's probably something to do with that. And actually, I think that's also the reason why there's this thing that says in their document, something like EA reserves the right to change the team of the season or something along those lines so they can swap out any player. It's that thing of if there's some legal issue or uh, licensing problems, they're going to have to remove a player potentially uh, and they need to have the kind of legal get out to be able to do that. And, and it's interesting, that in fact, almost in some ways that they actually needed to put it into this document. Here's a couple of other questions around Team of the Season. Bear says, with there likely to be a ton of SBCs and objectives for Team of the Season, how should we determine what good value is? The market for top-end players is currently pretty low. But should we expect fodder to be high with people wanting to complete those SBCs? Duck, let's go to you first for the kind of SBC question. If anything, one thing that EA have done very, very well this year is maintain the price of fodder to exactly where they want it to be. Mm. So if the team of the seasons are stacked, then we've got to assume that they're going to price them accordingly. And by doing so, they just change the requirements from 85 to 87 or vice versa or whatever. Mm. So I feel like fodder where it was with the recent Icon SBC and the S birthday, birthday packs was where they wanted it to be probably there or thereabouts for team of the season. So I can definitely see fodder moving up for what is to come. Mm. And then we've got to assume we get a couple of player SBCs each week. And especially Premier League ones, if there's a couple of big players that miss out on the actual team of the season that are going to be in high demand, then they're going to have to just move the floor up alone, really. Mm. Yeah, and in, in terms of what a sort of good value player looks like, Alex is someone who is really focused on the gameplay side. What kind of players are you looking at? What kind of prices? I mean, that's quite a, an open-ended question, but are there certain positions which you think kind of need filling in your team and, and what kind of value are you looking for? Yeah, obviously it all comes down to said individual mm. because what makes your team might not make my team and might not make the next person's team. So obviously you've got to look at it and identify what's the, the weaker point of your team. And if there's any card that gets released, you know, if you're looking at your defenders, obviously you're going to want pace, you're going to want decent agility, stamina, like, you know, we've already said about the uh, the Raphael with, with low stamina, like the Christian Fuchs got released as well. His stamina was a little bit low. So you just got to make sure that they kind of tick all boxes. If there's any ones that get released in objectives, if it's worth your time doing it. Obviously, a lot mm. of people do have a lot of spare time at the minute, so the majority of them probably can get done. When you're looking at your midfielders and your attackers, you know, for me, I think Doug mentioned it earlier on, one of the things in attack that you've got to make sure they've got is just a decent weak foot. I mean, five-star weak foot this year, pretty much out of all the years, is definitely something that you are looking for. They release a, a great winger, um, you know, that you can go and do an SBC for for 200k. If he's got a three-star weak foot, I just, mm. my answer is... Yeah. No, like unless it's someone that as yeah, an idol, like an idol as a kid or something that you really love them. Fair enough, but for most people, if they've not got those weak foots, they're not worth doing. And then just keep an eye on things like composure and finishing, because again, on face value, the cards can look great, but then when you dive into them a little bit more. Mm they're not always, you know, the, the most. So just, just have a look at your team, evaluate it, just make sure, you know, things like fullbacks, I don't think you need to go and spend a massive amount of coins on. You want to make sure you've got a good spine, you've got a good striker, centre mid, centre back, and then kind of work around it. I mean, obviously most people should have decent teams by now. Just identify what's the weakest point. If anything that gets released, have a little look at it, make sure that what's clusters 
meta cards, agility, balance, speed, that sort of thing. And if they tick it, then have a little look and kind of go for it. Hello, gentlemen. So- sorry, I'm late. <laughs> here he is. Hello, Ian. I'm here. I'm, I've, um, I've arrived. So you've, I'm assuming you have a great reason to uh, to come along late. I've got a great reason for this podcast, but terrible for um, any other job <laughs> on the planet. And that was, I stayed up all night completing my weekend league <laughs> which if well, i worked uh, in if i worked in sort of um had an admin role if i was a civil servant or something would get me in a, a lot of bother but yeah. here i feel like it get, cuts me up not all but a little bit of slack yeah i mean it's basically research isn't it so uh you can tell us all about your best ever weekend league finish which i'm sure it was oh god yeah <laughs> in, I forgot. in the gameplay section <laughs> i genuinely forgot about that i guess this week wasn't quite so good if you're up late doing it but um no. let's talk about the good one uh, in the gameplay section we actually we'll just do this question actually because we're going to wrap up the gameplay section but it is an interesting one to to get everyone's thoughts on it's actually something that i have thought for a while but it's never really come up on the pod soviet neil says in terms of the power curve and the problem some people have with the game feeling stale during the spring is the biggest problem actually team of the year I've been thinking about this for a while and adding 12 players massively above the power curve in early January really seems counterproductive to me. I genuinely dislike the Team of the Year promo and would much prefer the Team of the Season to be the most special event in the foot calendar. It would also mean that people could pack foot future stars cards and foot birthday cards without complaining they're not good enough for their teams because they already have a Team of the Year player in that position. Uh, what are your thoughts? Ian, as you've just arrived, let's throw you in at the deep end. What, what are your thoughts on the idea that Team of the Year potentially isn't the best idea. <laughs> well, I'm quite lucky because I'm in quite a good position for this because I've went from sort of maybe using like a team of the year left back, normally in the past of Marcelo, sort of at the end of FIFA when everything becomes a lot more affordable. Mm. And this year, and it'll never happen again, I have a first owner, untradeable, Mbappe and Messi in my team. <laughs> which, is wow. ins- which is madness. And I must say... So, in terms of how they play, they obviously make a massive difference um, to your team. But also, the level that I'm at, mm. I wouldn't say, like, so basically, I packed them and then had to go to South Africa. And then there's no Wi Fi. So, I basically, for two months, and I was the whole time, I was like, the minute I get back and use this Messi and Mbappe, I'm going to get elite every single time. And then when I played Weekend League, it didn't make a huge difference. To my overall team, to be honest with you, I do get a few more rage quits. I think when I go two 0 up because people are like, "This guy's just spent loads of money on the game," which is true. Um, but I think they're so hard to come by, and they're only going to really make difference to like a handful of people who pack them or spend enough money to have them. I'm not so sure they make a big difference. Whereas if you bring a team of the season in mid-season. Whereas Team of the Year makes a handful of players redundant, Team of the Season would make every card in the game apart from Team of the Season redundant. Mm. I'm not sure he's suggesting adding Team of the Season at that point. He's just oh, saying, just keep Team of the Year as the main promotion. I think that was yeah, that's what he's saying. They're, well, they're not going to remove Team of the Year because it's the yeah. biggest money maker. Yeah, exactly. Ever thought I think that's the key thing here, and and I think it would make the power curve of the game better for everyone, but. I think the reason why it won't come out is because it basically gives people with a lot of money the opportunity to buy uh, their way into improved results because it's a point of time where most people don't have amazing cards and you can get a really, really amazing card if you have a lot of coins, whether you've got that through trading or through gameplay or through spending real money. And and removing that would be a problem for EA's uh, spend from, from players across the year. But Duck, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? 
like more and more pros, they, they'll use the icons over the team of the year. So if that's one of the key issues, don't we have that issue from day one where like the Eusebios, the Hullets and everything are already like the icon fullbacks, centre-backs, um, centre-mid strikers, they're all better than the team of the year, right? Mm. Eusebio's probably better than Ronaldo. Hullet's definitely the best CM in the game. Mm. So I guess we've already got that in the game and like Team of the Year is kind of a, a little novelty event that gives you maybe a couple of great players. But for someone like me who's gold two, maybe gold one, then using normal Messi and using Team of the Year Messi, I'm still going to make the same stupid shots. I'm still going to like make the same mistakes and it's not really going to up my game that much, I mm. feel. No, that's a fair point. I actually um, controversially on stream have been using, I use Team of the Year Allison. And he was dreadful. And now I use regular gold, Alison, and he's saved my bacon so many times. <laughs> so I don't know if conspiracy. I'm not. I'm not a big conspiracy f- fan theory, but I just this, no. this this one's got evidence. He's out to get you, Alex. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly, I understand mm. where he's coming from, but then I almost think for how like for the percentage of many FIFA players, how many of us can actually afford one of those mm, two yeah. years anyway? The general, you know, people that play the game, the majority of them haven't even touched one of them cards yet. You're looking at your, your diehard, or, you know, I'm going to put loads of money on, or your traders that are using those cards. So I don't feel like, as much as it is a bit of hype, you know, at the start of the year, which I think obviously is good for FIFA, the actual impact I think it has on the majority of people's clubs and whatnot, I, I kind of don't think it would be worth obviously taking out. And I know they wouldn't anyway. Uh, going back to the, the future stars, you know, it makes some of them not use, but I mean, to a point, I mean, yeah, you can say that, but then I'm still running like Gold, Militao and Longley at the back and they still do a fantastic job, obviously, for me. But then the way you got to look at it as well is that, again, you go into these games with the future stars, Tamari, for example, or the Tillemans and the good cards. You know, there obviously are going to be better cards out there, but you play 100 teams, how many of them have a team of the year Mbappe and a team mm. of the year Kevin De Bruyne in it? Not that many, in my honest opinion. So I don't feel like it makes that much of an impact that they'd ever change it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And actually... You could argue that for many players, team of the year is a good thing in terms of uh, those rich, wealthy foot players putting their coins into another higher tier of players so that they take their coins out of maybe certain players that become more affordable to players with less coins. So there is, of course, that argument as well. Right, let's take a break and we'll be back in the second half with loads of gameplay chat. In this break, it's a chance for me to mention that this is the one-year anniversary of the Foot Weekly podcast patron. As some of you may know, Foot Weekly used to be more like Foot Monthly. Now, after a year of patron support, you'll have noticed that we've managed 52 weeks of continuous podcasts, and that's all been possible thanks to listener support through that patron. And of course, you might be wondering, well, what's in it for those people apart from perhaps supporting the pod? Well, there are loads of great perks throughout the tiers. And the main thing is that you get double the amount of Foot Weekly podcast content that's delivered through longer podcasts, the Extra Time podcast, and also Foot Information podcasts. And there's one out this week. This one is on the League SBC method. Here's a clip of Duck explaining why that method is so good. We started a new account on stream a couple of weeks back and we streamed for like eight hours, two days in a row. And without playing any games, we'd completed five League SBCs and had about 400K in the club as well. So if you do just grind it and you can make free 400K in a couple of days, complete four or five of these leagues. And that's not including the foundation you've built for the other leagues in your club as well. It would be very easy to go through every league at least once within a week, if you're putting the time in, obviously. It is a grind, it can get boring, 
but there's no easier way to make coins if you haven't got a lot of knowledge. If that's interested you or you're just interested in getting more for weekly podcast action, then do head over to bit.ly slash more pod. That's bit.ly slash more pod. The first tier, which includes all that stuff, is just $3 a month. It would be fantastic to count on your support too as we enter the second year of the Foot Weekly Podcast patron. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. And, Duck, it was your first Foot Weekly break. How was that for you? It was incredible. It was one of the highlights of my life, if I'm honest. Wow. And as always, we, we have to leave it there. I don't want to reveal too much. So we have FIFA Analyst with us, who is always full of fantastic gameplay tips. Let's dive straight into it. Let's get this question in there from Hugh. Is it worth it to have time finishing on? I feel like I'm more likely to mess up a shot when spamming shoot for a loose ball than to hit a great shot intentionally timing it. And actually, two left foot ads here. He confirmed this week that if you have time shooting off, you can actually still use it for free kicks and penalties. And that was the reason that he was leaving it on. Uh, so I guess, yeah, that adds to the, uh, the thought that maybe you should turn it off. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I did a controller camera settings video uh, mm. about a week ago and I discussed timed finishing and saying that this year it's just not worth having gone. I did ask the, this is something that I wasn't aware of, I did ask the general public if they could let me know if you turn it off, does it still work on penalties and free kicks, mm. which yes it does. So I think every single player out there should be turning it off. There's absolutely no need to have time finishing on this year. The the reward for the risk that you take just it just isn't quite worth it there and the thing is like last year obviously what was a lot more common a lot more popular was you know these first time finesses the finesses from the edge of the box for me and for many other players you don't finesse the ball that often this year you power it near post a power shot is already got a high chance of going in as long as you're using the correct player and you've got it at the correct angle. So that time finishing just isn't worth it. I had a situation, I think it was last weekend, I forgot to turn time finishing off because I have a couple of different accounts and I forgot on this one and I was in on goal and I've clicked B and it's one of the ones you know, where you kind of get tackled but you never lose the ball so you click B mm. again because you think that it's going to take it off you and it doesn't uh, and it registered as a time finish and I absolutely mm. fluffed an open goal and it was in like the 118th minute or something. Luckily enough, it went to penalties and still won. But yeah, for me, it's something that you, you just turn off. It's definitely not needed. Yeah, well, th- this is one of those things where I actually like really love the dopamine hit of timing a green finish, even if it's not that effective. So I've uh, kept it on maybe to the detriment of open goals every now and again, just to you know see that green flash up as I still probably miss a volley from outside the box. But it is one of those things that it's definitely a more efficient thing to do turning it off i just personally quite like the the fun of timing a finish but also the other thing to say actually if, if you are trying to time finishes just stop if it's inside the box don't time your finishes duck and ian got anything to add on that i wouldn't know what it looks like when you hit a green time shot so <laughs> i'm still waiting <laughs> yeah and uh ian actually so you did get your best weekend league finish uh was it last yes. weekend yeah well this weekend just gone i got gold one for the first time in my fifa life Yes, Ian. 
And and was there anything you could put that down to? Was it just well um, talking about finishing? Taking my finger off the finesse button made a mm. massive difference. Near post OP, mm. slow build up. Take your time. You've been watching some of the FIFA on YouTube videos. Yeah? <laughs> I'm never off them. My girlfriend's always in bed. Stop watching that FIFA analyst on YouTube and talk to yes, me. Yes, that's it. Um, but yeah, but then, but it's a lot of the things are sort of like the experts have been telling me. But it's mainly just take the mad thing. Is it's mainly just taking your time. And Ben's little helpful tip of when I'm ahead, not to use triangle. Mm-hmm. Just hold on to possession. I really like that tip. Yeah, that's been a, an interesting one, actually. It's loads of people have said, oh, I did that, it's so simple, but it made such a difference. So the idea that you don't play three balls once you're a, a goal up. And also, for full disclosure, um, final thing, it helps if you've got a 15 million coin team as well. <laughs> I forgot to mention <laughs> yeah, that bit. It definitely bit. does. But, you know, it's not all about the team, as as, mm, as no, FIFA analyst yeah. uh, would... team shows, I think. What do, what do you get with your team with Gold Militao? And, uh, well, I played 60 games this weekend again, and I played 60 last weekend. I sold up for team of the season on my main account. So I've got like 93 untradeable red Mbappe, Ferdinand. I had that foot birthday lasagna, um, Neymar and whatnot. So that was, you know, it's a fairly decent mm. team. Uh, I had a bit of a stinker this weekend and just literally stopped at 20, uh, 23 for elite three. And then with my, I played with a hundred K team last weekend and a two fifty K team this weekend and hit 23 with both of them as well. I think team, obviously it does make a difference for your, for your average mm. Joe. I think it'll get you an extra two or three wins mm. at most. In my that, I, I would, I would say that because I definitely felt like I was a gold three player, and then when I came back to play with Mbappe and Messi, I was probably like getting gold two there or thereabouts. And then it's actually with people telling me how to play the game has got me more wins than having yeah. two of the best players in the game. It will make its difference in the game where you are the same level as the opponent. When you come up against, say, for me and you played Ian, regardless of the team, you know, I'd probably win. Yeah. It makes a massive difference when you play against another gold two player and they've not got a great team and you just get that little bit of an edge. So if you had a normal team against their normal team, it would be a tight battle. But while as you've got that, you know, you've got that team of Mbappe, for example, they're just going to put the ball away more than a normal Ben Yedder would. Yeah, if I'm playing, a lot of my friends have got FIFA now. Um, so I'm playing like friendlies, but obviously they're not playing fucks so or like, you know, mm. casuals that play an acceptable, FIFA an acceptable amount of time. And I've definitely a few times I've like, put the ball into the box and I've been playing as like Leicester and I've t- like tapped circle with like the gold Vardy and he's not pinned it like top corner and yeah. I'm like what is this game? <laughs> yeah we've been playing some pro clubs uh, in the discord which has been great fun. If you've not come along to one yet it's 9pm Thursday UK time. One of the things that you realise is shot power. You know we talked about it loads on the pod but it's just so obvious how my pro I think has 70 shot power or something because I put all my points on pace and, and dribbling and things like that and and skill moves and it basically means that you find it so much harder to finish power shots so much harder if your shot power is low you have to like fully power it almost all the way to get any power on it this is a good question actually old man fifa asking if you are a goal down in the 70th minute and absolutely need a goal who do you bring on and why and what formation do you switch to if you switch something actually we discussed a few weeks ago around super subs but formation switch to bring a game back is something we didn't at that point alex what, what's your go-to approach there for me uh, a player that i have always brought on on my main account just because he's been there on the bench uh it's, it's the normal lucas mora mm. just because he's quick and i absolutely love his card obviously you got his, his moments now uh his team of the week moment sorry and that's a fantastic card i mean in terms of formations i either go to a 4-1-2-1-2 narrow or a 3-5-2 
the majority of people, I think, are going to answer this question and you, you kind of get a bit of flashbacks to other years where there's always that one card. Uh, and this year it's Ryan Kent, mm. isn't it? When you see him come on or that Adama Traore, you see them come on and you just, oh, yeah, it's just mm. horrible. Um, I had someone in the stream the other day that said he has a sub on the bench specifically. When they bring on Ryan Kent, he brings on Adama Traore and puts him in at right <laughs> <laughs> So he's, he's got to make sure that it's a fair battle. Nice, I like that. What about you, Ian? What were you doing over the, the weekend that you did so well? By coincidence, I've got that um, position change Lucas Mora because I got him in my um, mm. the f- birthday bag thing. Mm. And he's at, like really, really good. I enjoy bringing him on. And that's the left-footed one, right? The one that has Yeah, the- so it's a left-footed right mid. Yeah, because we talked cons- about that last week that it confuses people, doesn't it? Because they can't see which type of Lucas card it is. Yeah, I, it confuses me as well, yeah. playing as well, because you've got like Messi, who's a right mid, but left-footed, and I've got like I the left mid, Henri, who's right-footed. It's just, it, sometimes I do use the wrong, mm. um, the wrong weight foot every now and again, but again, he's just, it's just someone that's rapid, isn't it, that you can bring off the bench. And then I also sometimes, to solve at the midfield, I've got that um, birthday Bakayoko. Mm. He's really good as well. But that's those. Those are the two. Those are the two main ones, really. The one thing I'd say is don't overlook bringing on a midfielder. I think it can really change the game for you if you bring on someone into central midfield who can do everything. I was always bringing on right back at Hull, uh, the footmas card, who's phenomenal, and I actually have shapeshifters at all in the team, so I can't bring on the right back at all, of course. And that actually really has meant that I don't feel like I can be as effective making comebacks um, because he was just so good bringing into midfield and I, I think I need to look at other options like him um, that I can bring off the bench because I don't have anyone quite on his level uh, Duck anything to add on the subs front or the formation switch front I uh, see I didn't really use many subs myself I'm I really should but I mean I've got Ken I sometimes bring him on and oh I do I use Renato Sanchez his birthday card oh, okay. like you said oh he's good yeah the midfield I find is like crucial mm. to just switch it up especially if you're hitting extra time or something I, I play like a three-five-two as well, so I really feel like I should do subs a lot mm. better. So Alex, you've got to go very quickly before you do. Parker asks, what's one icon defend uh, midfielder forward that's affordable to get into the team since everyone's going to want coins for team of the season players? What would be a good option in those positions? Before you leave, Alex, just maybe one icon that is more affordable that people might want to try out. Oh, for, for all of them, if you're looking defence, midfield and forward. Defence, Puyol Herrero can do mm. a decent job. To be fair, midfield, I think people don't use, I don't see him enough, uh, Petit. Mm. I feel like for a defensive midfielder, I honestly don't mind him. I feel like he's a cheaper Vieira. And for me, over the years, he's always done a fantastic job. And then for forwards, if you're looking for an out, like, you know, for a striker, 87 Del Piero with a five-star weak foot, it's an absolute machine. I wouldn't go for his like 90 or his 92 if you're playing him up front. But the 87 Del Piero as an out-and-out striker can do a fantastic job. Some great picks. And you're off to do a coaching session. If people want their own coaching session and perhaps some more personal gameplay tips, where can they find you? People can find me at the FIFA Analyst on Twitter. Do have a booking page directly from there on the pinned tweets. If you are interested, just head on over to there or you can drop me a direct message if you have any questions. Legend as always. Pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. Lovely chatting to you all and you enjoy the rest of the pod. Yeah, thank you. Ian, you're going to hang around for a bit. Duck as well. We've got a yes. couple more uh, things to get through before we wrap up this pod. And then we've got that special foot information which we're doing on league SBCs with duck for now though let's talk about those icons um we've got it's one of those ones where there are plenty out there actually now the prices have really dropped but it's good if we can talk about ones that we've used or or we have had some experience with 
Doug, who would you throw into the, the ring for a budget icon at this point? Uh, see, for me, it's quite objective because for budget, I'd say you'd probably want to be spending, even if you're using a big player, about six, 700K at this point. Mm. But if we're trying to cut it down, then I, I do quite like the, the team. Yeah. But also stuff like strikers like Stoikov are just really solid. And Baby Rio, even though he's a little bit more than what we'd probably call cheap, he's still very, very solid at this point in the game. Mm. I totally agree. I think that's a really good shout. And uh, I was actually going to go for another centre-back here, which is Carlos Alberto. I mean, he's 87-rated baby card, which is, you know, a high-rated baby, if you like. But 540k is cheaper than Rio. And his sort of stat balance allows him to still be really competitive now because he's got 82 agility, 86 reactions, 88 composure, pretty much maxed out on the defensive stats apart from standing tackle, which is 91. 96 acceleration, 92 sprint speed, 88 strength. Maybe the only thing that's lacking there is the 75 aggression. He's 5'11", but I don't think that makes a huge difference this year, to be honest. Really decent card, good on the ball, because he's obviously a right back on his other cards. But he, he's he been someone that I've not enjoyed playing too much, and I haven't used him myself, but a couple of people who've used him a lot this year think he's he's really excellent. And, and looking at the stats, I, I could see why. Uh, the other player I wanted to mention for the midfield option is Clarence Seedorf, who's someone that I've used extensively this year. Not so much recently, but when I was using him, he was he felt ahead of the curve. And he's only 370k at the moment, which just seems so cheap for a guy who can you know, link up your team really nicely in terms of the chemistry. And uh, when you put Shadow on him, he's really good box-to-box. He's got that all-round versatility. He's high, high work rates. He's not the tallest. And you know, as we head into team of the season, he might not be so good, but... He's still a very good icon, and Zola's a, a similar player in that sense. If you look at his stats, actually, with something like Hunter on, you can kind of see why he'd be so good. Uh, basically, maxed out pace, um, really, really high dribbling, and uh, very solid in the passing and shooting areas, and, and decent shot power as well for a little man, which is uh, which is what we like to see. And of course, he's four star, four star as well, and so is Zidorf. So that's a very good thing about both of them going forward. And I should say, actually, talking about the baby icons in both cases, there, Ian, wrap up these budget icon picks for us. Um, defence I think you've pretty much got it covered in midfield the prime Roy Keane mm. is an interesting card R- really good at like intercepting the ball maybe if you're using two CDMs which a lot of people do mm. and again he's down like below 300k for a Oof. prime icon and again that thing around team of the season I can't see that getting any lower no mm. matter how many packs are ripped um, so he's pretty good. And up front, again, slightly more expensive, but I just think he's unbelievable, is the baby Butragueno. Mm. Uh, Emilio Butragueno, or Kinder Bueno, as we like to call <laughs> him on my Twitch channel. He's just on, like, five-star weak foot. And then I, I've i just switched to having a um, hunt on him, but I had dead eye on him. And, like, it's... With a hunter, like, 99.99 in pace. And then, like, his shooting is just unbelievable and then like good composure decent enough vision like yeah he just finishes everything and I think again about 750,000 for an icon maybe a lone striker who can like Mm. link up your team I think he's a bit of a bargain yeah no he does it really good and uh, I think we're pretty much wrapped up on the icons uh, there that's a good selection of players let's wrap up with something a little bit interesting a question here from Shirley who says uh, if you have a magic wand and you can change or add one thing immediately, just anything in FIFA or foot, what would that be and why? I'll give people a little bit of thinking time by saying what mine would be. 
Mine would be, without a doubt, consistent servers, gameplay, and, you know, the connection being good all of the time. You know, that really sort of clean, fresh, easy to move your players around gameplay that you very occasionally get. That is what I'd want all the time if I could wave a magic wand without a doubt. But yeah, Duck, do you, do you have anything that you'd like to see? Uh, well, obviously, I think everyone's going to agree with yours. That's just like <laughs> yeah, an easy one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, if we assume that that's in place, then I'd probably go for something like a bit more variety on either position modifiers so that I can use different players in different positions. So like left wing mm. to right wing or left back to right back kind of thing. Nothing drastic, but something along the lines of realism. And just whether it's like more juiced up cards for lesser known players or a chance to upgrade them, kind of like they did with the Future Stars promo where you could upgrade those players. Mm. I just love to use some of the players that I really like in real life on FIFA, but also be at least kind of competitive at the same time. I don't want to use them and just like instantly lose the game because of their poor stats, but kind of keep them on the meta curve to a degree. Mm. That makes sense. And Ian, what about you? Uh player selection when I'm defending that actually selects the player that I want to select when I'm trying to defend would be good. There must be an easier... that The thing I find most frustrating is when I'm trying to control my holding midfielders when the striker's running at my defenders, even with the analogue stick. I just can never... There's nothing more frustrating than trying to click onto your cante and then your centre-backs just run themselves both mm. out of position as you're trying to do it and then they're through on goal. It's frustrating. Yeah. Player switching is a, is a big one on the list. On that then, I think we're ready to wrap up the main pod. We're going to talk League SBCs with Duck in the extra time. It's going to be a, a foot information podcast, actually. Something that you can all listen to and come back to uh, whenever you want. Before we wrap up, though, this pod, Duck, do you want to just give us a, a little bit of summary of what that is for people and maybe what the advantages of doing the SBC method are? Yeah, so the, the League SBC grind is like something that's been around for years in FIFA now, but it's just a very, very simple process that anybody with any level of trading knowledge can do that effectively allows you to grind from nothing up to completing all or any of the League SBCs that you want to do with a guarantee of roughly break even. And then if you get any kind of pack luck, profit. So it's basically about cycling through as many League SBCs as you can in order to generate packs without any loss right that, that's, that's the perfect explanation and then you also obviously get the reward at the end of it of the player as well which is pretty much fodder at this point but an 89 88 rated player is like 40 50k on the market these days so you're getting value mm. there as well nice well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that in that uh foot information pod in uh, you you can't hang around because you've got to go at, like yeah i feel like if I, if I did hang around there wouldn't be that much value in this current situation be there like just become a successful just buy FIFA points buy what's, the point? like, what's the point what are you doing <laughs> Ian it's been a, a real pleasure to have you on even if it was slightly briefer than we'd hoped yeah but... no I do I do apologise <laughs> no, and I, I mean the funny thing is I never thought I'd say this to um, someone that was late I genuinely was up late playing FIFA I promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it was that that's all <laughs> great to have you on as always and of course you are extremely regularly on Twitch yeah every every day now much to my partner's delight. And uh, where is that that people can Twitch.tv forward slash Ian Sterling, and it's Ian with two I's, I-A-I-N, and it's Sterling again with an I, S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G. Watch me play FIFA and watch people ask, are you the guy from Love Island? It's fun. Wait, you, you're the guy from Love Island? 
Met. This is the first part it's not been mentioned actually. And then I brought it up like yeah, a yeah. mug. I was gonna say I always like to treat you as a as a person, not just uh, the voice of love. You've Island. always treated me as a person, the man from the Foot Weekly podcast, and I thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Ian. As always, catch you soon. Alright, lads, have a nice day. Uh, stay home, stay safe. Indeed, and talking of staying, Duck is gonna stay with us for the extra time pod, which is, as I was saying, gonna be a foot information, which as I was saying is going to be a foot information on the League SBC method. If you're interested in that and getting double the amount of foot weekly bonus podcast action for just $3 a month, which is about the same price as buying me a coffee, which of course you can't do because there's a lockdown on. So why not support the pod instead and get all that extra content? You can do that over at bit.ly slash more pod. That's bit.ly slash more pod i also wanted to mention that duck has a trading patron which he does with one of really the world's best traders a german guy called mitch and it's called mitchy duck so just search mitchy duck go and kill two birds one might be a duck with one stone for now though it's time for me to duck off so i'll leave you by thanking all our foot weekly patrons and those icon patrons shane w thomas dave b alan g hunter b alistair martin m Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA Player, David S, Hugh J, Robbie S, Tom B, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Gateo, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Damon H, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam W, Pobius, Jeff B, Lee A, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Jason B D, Matt H. Alan M, Savage P, at Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam MG. A huge thanks again for your support and making this podcast possible. I'll catch you on the next one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.